Destiny. And we are your faves, faves would never. never. How you going, Destiny? How I going? Yeah. I go good. Look, sometimes <laughs> the words just don't come. It's been kind of a... It's Monday. I'm hurting. You seem like you're hurting, too. I'm hurting. I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm you, sick and you tired. Had a, you've had a cold for, like, the last four days, something like that. Yeah, this is gonna be a phoned-in episode. <laughs> uh, and I've got, like, a bunch of shoulder and back pain. I really need to start doing yoga again. It helped a lot, and, uh... Tell everybody about the yoga you used to do that you're going to start doing again. No, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, but I did buy a yoga mat, so there's nothing stopping me but the motivation now, so. Do you need me to be your cheerleader? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you could if you wanted. I'm over here deflating. <laughs> I know, you seem so disappointed. I didn't want to ask you to do work on my account, and now you're sad about it, which is very strange to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not going to actually do yoga with you. I'm just going to encourage you. Well, we only have one mat, so you couldn't yeah. if you wanted to. You could just, I could yoga on the other side of your mat. Like, you have one side, I have another side. Doesn't, it's, it's not that big. It's <laughs> not how anything works. I know, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just sore. I got like a muscle massager and it helps, but I need just to stretch and stretch and stretch. If you have an office job and you know how to deal with, like, shoulder and neck pain, let me know. Because I've got, like, some fucking issues and I don't want to go to the doctor about it. Because they'll just be like, exercise. Not, yes, I know, but I need something a little right, more. Right, yeah, doctors. Have a job where you don't sit at a computer. Can't do that. Can't That's do not that. on mm -hmm. the agenda. So, I don't fucking know. Uh, what's, what's up with you? What's going on with you? Other than this cold. Um, well, I have been playing D&D. The lovely group of people from work. Have I talked about this before? Yeah, you also haven't played in D&D since our last episode. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. um, what else have I been doing? We've been catching up on DS9. We're in Season 7 We're now. We're in Season 7. That's true. How do you feel about Season 7 so far? How do you feel about the new character introduced in Season 7? Don't say their name because some people might not have seen DS9. I like them. Okay. At first I didn't want to like them, but they're damn likable. Very likable. We have a lot of good stuff with them ahead, so I'm hoping you're down. We also have like one, one and a half clunkers with them ahead, but that's fine. You Can't know, all be winners. Yeah, every show has a bad couple of episodes in a good season. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We also started a new show. We did do that. Oh yeah, we're watching Hannibal! Hannibal is so good, you guys. Watch Hannibal. I'm serious. This is like the most like, oh, well, have you heard of Mad Men? It's a show. <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know about y'all, but I did not know. No, I'm just kidding. I knew Hannibal was good because every time I talked to my friends about it, they would tell me, this is right up your alley. And I'm really bad at listening to them about TV shows. So I kind of put it off for ages. Then it got canceled. Uh, but we have a friend that had... The Blu-ray hookup. So. Yeah, I've had these Blu-rays for years. I watched the first season and a couple episodes into two. I don't know how long I was into two. Don't remember. Doesn't matter. So I, I was like, Dusty, we can watch Hannibal together. You watch true crime shit. This is like a fictional true crime thing. It doesn't skeeve me out. And it's good. False so crime. we'll both enjoy it. Uh, it's so gross. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's also really gross. Oh, it makes me so hungry every episode. Ew! <laughs> All of the shots of him cooking, I would eat all of that food. If anything ever happens to me, you know exactly <laughs> who to suspect first. I would never kill you or eat you, thank Allegedly. you. Allegedly. I would not do any of those things. Oh my god. No, it's... 
one of those shows where it's filmed and written really beautifully and there's a lot of artful scenes of like food being cooked but then there's also just like really yucky murder uh, crime scenes really really yucky crime scenes so i think the one with the mushrooms is like amazing it's like it's art amazing but it's also the grossest thing i've ever seen mm. see like i think some of the other stuff is gross that one doesn't really hit me that way i don't know what that says about me i feel like we have very different gross thresholds yeah because I'm grossed out by everything. I'm grossed out by weird things. But I'm always. I have the capacity out. to be grossed out, but I'm grossed out right now, just in general. Like that's just my natural state is grossed out. Okay. It's amazing. I eat anything. What if I licked you? You know what? I can handle it. Oh, oh, not like that! Not like that! Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. You did it weird. I thought it was going to be sensual, but it was like a schoolyard bully. Please tell the audience what I did uh, so they don't. They licked their finger and then they rubbed it on my shoulder. I touched your arm. That's not what it felt like. Don't try to reframe my experiences, you bully. Uh, needless to say, we don't have a topic today, really. Um, we didn't have, we didn't get any emails. If you want an advice show, you got to write it in podcast at abnormalmapping.com. <laughs> we do have a, uh, if you go to the Discord, if you go to abnormalmapping.com, there's the link at the bottom to join the Discord. We do have a, a new sub-channel called Relationships because some people on the Discord were having some issues and it was in one of our, like, current events things for a while, but now it's been moved to a new thing. I'm going back on the Discord. I love interpersonal relationships. Well, talk. You'll, you'll see me talking about you on it. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Your favorite subject. And also mine. Whatever. If we break up because of Discord, I'm never going to forgive you or the Discord. It'll give us a good excuse to get off of Discord. Uh, I can't. It's my job. Well, in the podcast, one less podcast to do. Uh, it's my job. Uh, this is the content people I'll break play. the lease, but, you know, uh, that's not the worst This is giving me part. anxiety. Now I feel ill. <laughs> I'm just trying to be practical. Oh, I want to die. Silver lining. No. <laughs> this literally upset me. We can't talk about this. This is well, too much. That's what you get for putting your spit on me. Whatever. I'll put my spit wherever I want. Ugh. See what I have to deal with? Think of it this way. If I actually murdered you, they'd know it was me now. This is true. <laughs> DNA. Thanks, everybody. That's a callback. That's a callback. It's a free podcast. <laughs> this is a free podcast. Oh, we should never record these on Monday ever again. I know. We're so miserable. <laughs> I think the last time we recorded one on a weeknight, you said never again. That, which was last last week. That yep. was last week. Said, never <laughs> Here again. We are. Here we and are. then on Saturday, we just got tired and didn't want to do it. So, shoot. Well, that was the beginning of my cold. Yeah, that's true. You were, I was pretty sick. You were not feeling well. You definitely are less, like, phlegmy gross than you were on Saturday. On Saturday, you were bad. My sticky shoes voice is intact. What does that mean? It's a Friends reference. Okay. Phoebe got a cold and her voice was all sexy and bluesy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could call your voice that if you um, you laugh too much to be real good at the bluesy, sexy voice. This is true. Yeah. As a fun thing to keep myself happy at work, we got new phone systems. And uh, every time anybody would test call me, I would answer the phone like this. Hello, you've reached Destiny. Have you, did you really do that? Yes. And people were crying with laughter. Okay. <laughs> I have really bored coworkers. <laughs> yes. No, you just live in like the worst workplace comedy, apparently. <laughs> not a bad place to work sure but if that's what it takes to crack them up they got low standards wow 
They do. Remember our last podcast because we broke up on it? Uh, don't say that. I'll be sick again. Let's. We do have movies, at least. We could talk about movies. Christ. We did watch movies. We what about movies? Christ? I'm just me saying Christ is like an exclamation. Oh, okay. Just like, this is the most off-topic bullshit in the world. I thought you were talking to Christ. No. Hey, Christ, we watched some movies, and I just want you to know. Yo, JC. Thanks, Let me JC. tell you about Rocky Three. Me... He's kind of like you. He comes back. He's the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> he's in his 30s. I guess he probably is by this movie. Sure. I think he's, they imply he's old. He's yeah, 34, I, so. I think. So we watched Rocky Three, which I, <laughs> I guess we didn't actually segue into. We had our movie night, as always. We watched Rocky Three, uh, which came out in 1982. Neither of us were born yet. This was written and directed and stars Sylvester Stallone. How'd you feel about Rocky Three, Destiny? It's not as good as Rocky Two, but it is almost amazing. I like it more than Rocky Two. Uh, there are reasons why I don't like it as much as Rocky Two. But it's because now that Rocky's all rich, he's not he's not as like fun. Yes, yes. Like he doesn't get a lot of like great moments yes. as a character. Yes. But there are amazing things that happen in this movie. But for- yes, instead of Adrian being in a coma for twenty minutes, there's like three training montages, much better. Yes, yes, there's three <laughs> training montages. Um can I spoil? Sure. Yeah, sure. No, look, if you don't know about Rocky Three, there's another one right after it. He fights more people, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, it was sad to see Mickey go. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. Burgess Meredith, a thousand years old. He's actually, like, only in his 80s in this movie. And he, he looks lives like a billion. one more decade after those Rocky movies, after that Rocky movie where yep. he dies. He lives another decade. Um, He, okay, these, the friendship with Apollo Creed makes this movie, it, like, elevates it. Yes. And makes it a better movie than uh, Rocky Two. Yeah, because Apollo Creed is there. He's good. He's telling jokes. He's cracking wise as he does. His oh. hair is beautiful. He wears a crop top. It it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> also, uh, this movie uh, is the introduction of Mr. T to the culture. Yeah, and every single time he opened his mouth, a gem would fall out. Yes, just beautifully delivered. I didn't know this was the movie where I pity the fool comes from. Yep. So that was good to hear a sweet, unadulterated "I pity the fool." Yep. Oh, it was it was a treat. Yeah, it's great. He's uh yeah. This is before A Team. It's before he was in WrestleMania. All the things that he did with his life. Speaking of WrestleMania, there's a whole Hogan cameo. Yeah, you want the downsides of <laughs> Rocky Three? This lovely Hulk movie about Hogan. interracial brotherhood I mean, marred by Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like Polly's like a racist on in the movie, but Hulk Hogan's just a racist in real life. But Polly's racism is played in a way where, like, one, he appears old-fashioned and out of touch. Yes. The movie does not endorse Polly's racism. No. But it's still obnoxious. I don't want to see it. No, but he talks exactly like I know guys like Polly. Sure. Uh but Hulk Hogan's just a dirtbag. Yeah. Never forget Hulk Hogan's a fucking dirtbag. Isn't he like wrestling again? No. There's rumors that he's coming back to WWE, like just in like an ambassadorial like thing of doing appearances or whatever. <sighs> That's gross. Because of course he'll come back because he's done his apology tour. He's been on the outs for like two years or whatever uh and of course they'll bring him back because they don't fucking care except for how it looks like the optics of it all um because they're all a bunch of old fucking racists too uh hulk hogan sucks (laughs) he's always sucked uh he was a union buster in the 80s uh he's been a racist his entire life 
Uh, he's the worst. Uh, he's bad at wrestling and bad for the business of wrestling. He's he's a bad man. He sucks a lot. Yes, he deserved to die, and I hope it burns in hell. <laughs> yes. But he's in Rocky 3, and the sequence with him in Rocky 3 is actually pretty funny. <laughs> I will say that much. <laughs> it's the one thing that Hulk Hogan ever did that like brings me joy still, is being Thunderlips in Rocky 3. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're sure not going to watch Suburban Commando or some shit, right? No. Yeah. The other movie we watched is a childhood staple. Of you. Of me. Of you. I'd never seen it. So much so that it was on a tape with the classic movie Willow, and I associate them with one another. Which is super weird. It's super weird, but it's only because they were on this tape together. I think this movie was first, and Willow was after. This movie is much better than Willow, which I think is a bad film. I don't remember Willow well enough to tell you, but I feel like I loved it. I want to rewatch it as an adult. But anyway, we rewatched... I rewatched a childhood favorite, The Great Outdoors, yeah. 1988, um, directed by, where's the director? You didn't pull up Wikipedia, which what no, you should have done. No, I should have done it, but I thought Google would have it in the search results. No, I have it here. Great Outdoors is directed by Howard, Howard Deutsch. It is uh, written by John Hughes. It stars Dan Aykroyd and John, John Candy. Candy. Uh, it, to me, it feels like the poster is like implies like implied this is a John Candy movie, but it is definitely a Dan Aykroyd movie. Holy shit! <laughs> um, I feel. Want to like, tell people what this is about? Because nobody knows what this movie is. Who listens to this podcast? I feel like the true like SCTV SNL heads in the audience know, but I guess nobody's really a comedy nerd in the way I'm a comedy nerd. But yeah, anyway, also everyone's like a decade younger than us. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> grow up and come back. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Um, you can eat pancakes on my grave. What does that even mean? You're young and you're alive and I'm dead and old. Oh, is that from something? It's kind of a Kids in the Hall reference. Oh, okay. Anyway, so The Great Outdoors is about this like kind of blue collar family and the dad in the family is John Candy and he takes his two sons and his wife to this cabin that he had all these great memories of because his dad took him there and it's in the Canadian wilderness and there's a bunch of bears and whatnot. And then his shitty brother-in-law, Dan Aykroyd, is like this really rich guy named Roman and he comes up there to surprise him. His wife is Annette Benning, and his daughters are creepy redheaded twins. And they're not creepy because they're redheaded. They're just creepy because they have blank dead eyes. Yes. The, uh, the joke is that they don't sleep and they never talk and they just kind of stand there staring at people. Yeah. It's like they play the Twilight Zone theme during a scene and just zoom in on their faces. Yes. But anyway, they're really cute girls and they eventually get dialogue. But anyway, so uh, essentially it's one of those like, it's kind of a snobs versus slobs, but it's about family. And it's full of a bunch of, like, slapstick comedy of just hype. The, the, the clash between the two families uh, creates hijinks, wherein, like, uh, one of the me- more memorable scenes of the movie is when a bat flies into the cabin, and then they all try to, uh, the two dads, like, struggle to get it out of the cabin. And then, like, they battle with these raccoons off and on throughout the film who go into their garbage. And, um... What's another infamous scene? He eats... How big was that steak? 
like 96 ounces, an illegal amount of steak, you would literally die. Yeah, John Candy eats a 96 it ounce is, steak. It is higher than the world record for steak eating. I looked it up when we were watching this. I'm like, 96 ounces is too much. No one could eat this much steak. They would literally die. And the record's like 70 something. And it, of course, it was like a, like, like 120 pound mom of three was doing it <laughs> like a speed competition. That's amazing. Uh, whereas this was like the joke of like, oh, John Candy's a big guy packing away the steak, getting the meat sweats. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Uh, it's, the 80s this movie this movie feels like it's from a hundred years ago it's from 88 uh because i didn't i don't think i said that up top it feels older than rocky (laughs) three really to me it definitely does not because to me it doesn't because of two things one there's a lot of cursing in it that's true and rocky has like no cursing and that just feels like an older throwback thing Mm -hmm. uh and it seems like the 80s used a lot of cursing for humor like, there's a lot of jokes that are just people saying cuss words. Yes. Like, where the punchline is just a cuss word. But also, the jokes are the most, like, wholesome, down-home bullshit. And it's, it's like, a good enough movie. I had a decent time with it, but it's just, like... It, like this movie reason? could exist exactly the same in the 50s. It would have been the same movie, basically. <sighs> no, that's not true. The other reason I think it feels like an 80s movie is because there's a lot of, like baby boomer nostalgia that it plays into that you're supposed to relate to as a viewer i mean i guess that's fair yeah Yeah. like like there's a scene where they show him he's telling a story about this bear that he encountered when he he was there pronouns oh sorry uh john candy encountered this bear and like the flashback he's wearing a beaded jacket yeah and i feel like that's like a very specific visual Mm -hmm. gag yes uh so and there's a lot of motown on the soundtrack Mm mm-hmm which I know is probably because Dan Aykroyd is Dan Aykroyd, but also because that that was like a big thing in the 80s to be like super nostalgic about your 60s childhood. Yeah. And uh, also it's about uh, like the poor family being able to go into the nicest cabin I've ever seen in the Canadian <laughs> wilderness on a family trip. But it's like trip. a shitty cabin. It's gross. No, it's gross because it's a bunch of, of people left fish there. <laughs> but the the guy's like, oh yeah, we put $300 into this cabin. It's like two stories. It has a balcony that's just like a <laughs> wall of windows. I it's guess. like the nicest cabin in the entire world. But the joke is, from the time, it was like run down. Yes. Yeah. But it, because it's from the late 80s, the idea of what poor is is hilarious. Because oh, everyone so is just the richest people on earth. It's so different. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like there's a lot of that that just does not translate. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, it didn't hold up, because I enjoyed myself thoroughly. No, no, I, had a, I had a pretty good time. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd just chews scenery, uh, and that part's great. What's your favorite Dan Aykroyd thing? Blues Brothers. Brothers? It's, like, my oh, favorite thing. I guess it's, like, that was my favorite comedy. Question. Yeah, no, Blues He's the best Brothers. part of Ghostbusters, which is, like, a fine movie, uh, but Dan Aykroyd is great in it. Um, would not be the same without him. I like him in Coneheads. Oh, he's so good in Coneheads. Yep. Um, Coneheads is a great movie anyway. Gosh, yeah. what other, you know, I don't, I think, I don't feel like, uh, oh, uh, Trading Places is great. Mm-hmm. He's great in that. Oh, wow. I always forget he's in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's great in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's an Eddie Murphy movie in my mind, so I just kind of forget he's in it. He's half, he's in Eddie Murphy. I know, but like, I just, it's not one that I watch a lot, mm-hmm. so when it pops into my mind, I never think, it's a Dan Aykroyd movie. That's fair. Which is weird, because, like, that's not even my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. My favorite no, Eddie Murphy it's Coming to America, America, right? Yeah, that's the right answer. Yeah. Another great 1988 film. Is that really from 88? I think so. That movie feels like it's from 88 in, like, a great way. It's, like, a, it's a fantastic movie. Great Outdoors is not as good as Coming to America. I don't no. think that's, like, a hot take or anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> you looking it up? Yeah, I typed in the wrong okay. thing. I could be wrong. Oh, no, I'm right. Okay. 1988. I trust you when you say a date, so. I'm really good with dates. Yeah. Especially when they're pop culture dates. Yeah. You watch so much VH1. That's not even a real channel anymore, I grew up on so much VH1. Now it's all reality shows. But Mm. back in my day, VH1 was... Was music videos. Music videos. Pop-up videos specifically, which had the trivia during the music videos. Yes. Behind the music, which I've talked about in the previous episode. It's Grandma Hour with Destiny. just like a lot of... Remember the 80s? Remember the 70s? To the point where the last thing they did that was original and wasn't a reality show was a series of talking head shows about remembering those decades. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so I'm just kind of... Um, I've got to... Just, that's just how my my brain functions. Somebody's got to remember this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Because uh, I was not aware of any of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something, I, guess, I don't know if it's because my mother was a teen in the 80s or what, but just like You're 70s just like a pop culture head, too. Pop culture. But the sad thing is, ask me anything about the pop culture of today. I can't tell you anything. It's not the same thing. I know, but I feel bad. You're fine. Okay. Everyone's got a niche. Yours just happens to be that one. And like 10 years ago, I couldn't tell you anything about the pop culture of 10 years ago that wasn't like... Maybe a music thing? You were watching the shit out of Lost and shit. Like, yeah. you were fine. No, I guess so. I guess I was okay. Yeah. I feel like I could have done better. But yeah. I was okay. Whatever. You were in your you were in your early 20s. Nobody's doing, like, up on the pop culture in their early 20s. Lots of people are. No, they're living their lives. The reason you're up on the culture that you were is because you were home watching TV as a teen. Yeah, this going is out. true. All I did was watch television. Yeah. I think I'm... that's fine. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm not judging myself. I'm just... I just, uh... Sometimes feel out of touch, and I'm like, who wants to talk about the monkeys with me? Who I, wants to talk about... <laughs> That's more... I, yeah, I'll talk about the monkeys with you anytime. <laughs> who wants to talk... None of this is obscure. It just feels obscure. Um, we can watch Head. Head's a great movie. Head's you a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen Head, go watch Head. The reason they called it Head was because it's the same producers of... Um, the bike movie. Easy Rider. Easy Rider. And the Easy Rider, they wanted Head to become a hit, so the posters for Easy Rider could say, from the producers who gave you Head. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Easy Rider is not as good of a movie as Head. It's not. No. It's okay. It's of its era. I understand its importance, and if you're like, an, if you're interested in film history, you should watch it, but it's not, it's not as good. Head is madcap. It's a commentary it's on... It's beautiful. Like, commercialism and manufactured music yes head feels relevant to today in like a way that i was shocked when i watched it yeah me too because i didn't really know the context of it i just picked it up as like a criterion box set um that included it and then put it i was like what's this i like i like the monkeys i guess i'd never watched their tv show and it's like built to like extrapolate out from their tv show because the tv show is just like a very like we're a band we play music we have good times like a beatles it's like riff, a goofy right? sort yeah. of hard day's night riff. yeah because they're they were like a very like corporate they were band. created yeah. to capitalize on the fame of the Beatles. And then Head is about them as, like, people break... Like, it starts with them, like, oh, they're being ushered through a bunch of screaming fans, and then they decide, like, it becomes weird riffs on, like, they're in, like, one of them's in, like, a war movie and, like, escapes the war movie by leaping out of the set and into, like, a musical sequence. They're, like, running away from fans. It's, like, this rejection of they, corporate they art. Are, the very first scene is them being chased by fans. Yes. Kind of like Hard Day's Night, and then they jump off a bridge. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. If you haven't seen Head, I highly recommend it. It's probably it's probably on Filmstruck if you wanted to do that. 
uh, because it's a Criterion release. Um, but you know, you can Google like the. You should watch that uh, Davy Jones musical sequence. It's probably on YouTube. Which What's, one? The one the, in the song. Oh, the, the song is one. called "Daddy Song." It was written by Harry Nilsson, mm-hmm. and it's a really great sequence. Yes. I don't know why you needed to know it was written by Harry Nilsson. Well, you knew. <laughs> so they know. And for kids who don't know who Harry Nilsson was, he was a singer songwriter who wrote that song, um, One is the Loneliest Number. It's a good song. That is a good song. Yeah. What else you got? What's going on? Um, well, I don't know. You were the one who's like, we can just wing it. We'll think of something. I know, but what's going on is not good winging. I'm just asking you to segue to a new thing. You didn't have to... Oh, I pulled up some questions online to ask you in case we did run out of material. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what these are. Dusty was like, I could ask questions. I'm like, uh, like we have to. I can't think of questions. That's harder than thinking of topics. And she was like, no, no, I'll look them up. So you're looking them up. Please hit me with some f- questions. What songs um, have you completely memorized? Oh, that's like a lot of songs. Okay, give me like one where like you feel almost embarrassed that you know all the words to it. I can I can do like half of Rent still. <laughs> and I don't mean like I remember half the songs. I mean that me and my high school uh or my college roommate divvied up the parts of Rent and so I know the half that was mine that I sang. <laughs> And he can sing his parts probably still. And, like, there's some songs in the back half because the back half of Rent isn't as good as the front half that I don't remember as well. But I could probably get through that. I, I know the same thing for Family Opera, too. I can do most of Family Opera. But that's less embarrassing than Rent in 2018. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I am a big musical fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still rotating Hamilton in 2018. There's my embarrassing I Know All the Lyrics uh confession mm-hmm. i still enjoy that album uh also oh my god i have west side story memorized yeah any other good questions where'd you get this list where's this list from this list is from <laughs> conversationstartersworld.com oh my god which was the first google result when okay. i typed in questions to get to know someone mm-hmm. uh what pets did you have growing up I had dogs. I've been through four dogs in my life. Do you remember their names? uh, Four dogs in my childhood. So as a really, really young kid, we had a collie named Zoe. I don't know. I I was too young to remember why we, like, got rid of her or lost her or whatever. Then we had a, uh, like, a terrier of some kind named Piper uh, that we got. And then when my brother was born, she was, like, really hostile around the baby. So we had to get rid of her. Aww. Um, and then through most of my childhood, we had a two, uh, like Labrador mixes named, uh, Chloe and Rags. These are all really strong dog names. Uh, Rags was named by Josh, I'm pretty sure, because she looked like oily Rags. Uh, because she was like gray with like black, like just spots all over and like some of them were kind of brownish and, um, and they just ran roughshod over, uh, like our yard. They were great dogs. They were a great pair. Um. And eventually just got old. The thing that happens to dogs, right? Uh, my mom dated a guy who had two teacup poodles. I don't remember their name. Oh my uh, god, that's adorable. They are great dogs. They were super chill. I've never met a dog as chill as those teacup poodles. He was a like a long haul truck driver. He owned his own truck. And so he'd just take them with him. And they just lived in his cab with him. 
Um, he's dead now. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what a capper. Uh, <laughs> That's the end of that story. Well, I will lift the mood by telling you about the most chill dog I've ever met. Yes. A chihuahua named Chandler. Do you own a dog named Chandler? I never had a dog. Oh. Ever. You ever had pets? Uh, this dog belonged to one of my besties back in the day. Uh, he still lives. Um, and Chandler he, lives. Chandler lives, and he has a sister named Phoebe. God, okay. Whatever. I, my friend's mom named them. That was okay. her favorite show. Alright. Uh, she's a Yorkie, but that Yorkie was not chill. This Chihuahua, chill as hell. Yorkies are not chill. Well, Chihuahuas aren't known for being chill. I've like... met, I've met some chill Chihuahuas. Yeah. They can, like, if you socialize them wrong, or if they're just, like, kind of spoiled, they can be a little neurotic, but I mm. feel like Chihuahuas. I feel like small dogs, if you get them, if you socialize them well, they are the chillest dogs on earth. Cause they don't have any of the, like, work dog urges to, like, Pull and order and chew and shit like that. In my experience, uh, you need you need a yard for some big dogs. To answer your question, um, when I was very little, at a local festival called called Oktoberfest, my father brought home two goldfish that he won at one of those games where mm-hmm. you like throw a ball and disrupt a fish life, mm-hmm. a goldfish's life, uh, and we named them Homer and Marge. Mm-hmm. And my mom did not want them. Mm-hmm. And so, this is horrible, you guys, what I'm about to tell you. She would, like, we put them in just regular ass kitchen bowls, and we fed them toast and cookie crumbs until they died. This is animal abuse. Yeah, it's horrible. But, okay. like, I was a kindergartner. I didn't know any better. I thought that's what you fed fish. Mm. But mom just didn't want to buy fish food and was like, it's a goldfish. Who cares? Please don't think ill of her. <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> she was, she's dead now. And she was a teen. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, she was probably... Actually, no, she was probably, like, what, 21? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's gross. Like, thinking about yeah. that, like, my stomach hurt. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Not because there's nothing... There's nothing wrong with teen pregnancy... Wait. Let me... <laughs> she did fine, and it's very hard to be a teen mom. No shade. But... As a 32-year-old, thinking back and knowing that my mother had two kids by the time she was 21 makes her stomach hurt. Yeah. So our other pets, we had um, morning doves, which is a weird-ass pet. I have no idea how my mother acquired these birds. Okay. Two of them. One was like a light brown. Her name was Pudding. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was white with brown spots, but mm-hmm. she had these beautiful green eyes. And somehow I convinced my family to name her Felicity after the American Girl doll who also had really pretty green eyes. Okay. That was the Revolutionary War American Girl. Okay. Are you familiar with American Girl Yeah, I know of them. There's so many more now. Yeah, they kept going. Yeah, they like put in like modern ones and then there's like different subcultures within different decades. So there's different ones from the 50s and 60s. It's really cool. Um, For like a horrible corporation. (laughs) Um... Sorry, I'm taking notes. Your morning doves. He got some pigeons. Fancy ass pigeons. Yep. This is how they talk. So every morning you'd hear that all day. Hmm. I mean, excuse me, all morning. Just Hmm. loud as hell. It was horrible. Did you not like them? Uh, no, I didn't like the noise. I loved them. They were very sweet. We got their wings clipped so they could like go outside of their cage. Uh, Felicity was very aggressive. She would pick at, uh, Pudding's eye. And, uh, 
I don't know how we stopped them from doing that, but they used to lay eggs. It's a messed up thing to do. It was weird. They were just weird, but okay. my mother ended up giving them away after a while because she got tired of them. Okay. Um. So I hope they live long, beautiful lives after that. We after should get us. a bird. We should get a bird. I would love a bird. I don't want doves, though. No. I want, we like, get a, a quiet bird. Yeah. Something colorful. Mm, something we can, like, play with. You can get birds that'll socialize. Oh, yeah. We're we'll probably not going to get a bird. We're probably not. We're more likely to get a puppy. We will, get a, a puppy, we will get a dog. We will not get a puppy. Yeah. We won't get an elderly dog either because I'm not living without a heartbreak. Okay. Having a dog is already like asking for uh, heartbreak. All pets are heartbreak. That's I, all I, friends, all family, all you, all anyone, all pets. It's all heartbreak. They're all going to die eventually. You might as well make the elderly dogs that no one else wants uh, lives comfortable. But, like, as my first pet, I don't yes, want it no. to be like, sure. this dog's hip is being displaced all the time, and it's got cataracts, and it's just shitting everywhere. No, thank you. That's fair. Um, but we're not going to get a puppy. I don't want to housebreak anything. Yeah, we don't need a puppy. Let me find another question from this website. For yes, you. conversationstarterworld.com. <laughs> Conversation starters world. Starters world. <laughs> um, hmm. What was the best book or series that you ever read? I don't know what my favorite book is. If you like, if you asked me, like, if I was on OK Keep it, like, filling that shit out, I don't know what I'd put anymore. I don't. I used to have like really clear answers, but like, I have favorite movies, I have favorite music, I have favorite shows, I have favorite games, I have favorite comic books. No idea what I would put for a favorite book, and it's not like I don't read books. I read lots of books. I think it's weird that I don't have an answer to this, but I think about it a lot. What was the last, like, great book you read? I mean, I don't know. I think about Ancillary Justice a lot. I keep, like, telling all my friends to read it. Nobody's read it. That's not true. You read it, but you didn't follow up with the series. There's three books. I mm-hmm. need, I need. I got commitment for the end. Uh, you clearly do. Um, yeah. We're gonna break up after this. Okay, so... <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> oh. Five episodes in. For one podcast for each year we were together. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I have a hard time answering this question, too. The last, like, really good book I read that wasn't nonfiction yeah. was actually a short story collection called Gut Shot by Amelia Gray. Mm. I loved that book. Was your Did you have a favorite book series as a kid? Favorite book series as a kid? I had a lot. Like Animorphs. series? Okay, yeah. Animorphs, Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Before I like grew out of religion. <laughs> no offense. I really like Boxcar Children. <laughs> oh, I read those, but yeah. only because the librarian at our school wouldn't let. If you were under, excuse me, if you were a first or second grader, those were the only chapter books they allowed you to huh. read at my school. It and was like, a private school. it's weird. Like, like I didn't get into like Babysitters Club or Hardy Boys or any of that other like l- serialized bullshit. That's kind of on the same like it's on thing, the same right? Level where yeah. like the author dies, but people keep writing them. And Hardy Boys are explicitly mysteries, right? Like, think about mm-hmm. like I liked about Oxford Children is they're mu- mystery solvers. I like mysteries. I didn't realize there was a whole subgenre of mysteries I could go read for a long time, and I don't even do it now. But I um, loved Encyclopedia Brown. Speaking, of I've mysteries, never read Encyclopedia Brown either. They're dumb. They're like Sherlock Holmes books, but like because. Sherlock Holmes had the, like, explanation mm-hmm. for the mystery at the end. Well, I mean, Holmes would describe what happened. It wasn't like, 
how can you solve the mystery? And then you flip to the back oh. and there's an answer. <laughs> That's Encyclopedia Brown. The um, There was a series of books based on Clue, the board game, not the movie, um, <laughs> but similar in tone sometimes, but for kids, it was like that, where someone would be murdered and then it would be like a puzzle at the end. You'd, you'd try to figure it out and flip to the end. I loved shit like that. I love brain tease. I still love brain teaser logic mystery bullshit like that. I don't know why I don't read mystery books other than like there's a thousand of them and so I get like complete paralysis on picking anything. Maybe this um, is your year to get into mysteries. No, I'm reading a lot of like religious bullshit right now, so. <laughs> no time for mysteries. Only the mystery of the Lord. Um, uh, but um, it's weird that I never got into is Is the Babysitter's Club, do they solve mysteries? What did they do? They didn't solve mysteries. They just had like drama. Okay, I didn't like, know. One of them had diabetes. Oh my god. It's weird that I was not into that. Um, I mean, I was, I was a little young, but uh, if you'd asked me five years later, I probably would have been into that. Or I didn't like them. I read a few of the little sister books. I watched mm. the TV show. Loved Animorphs. Um, was in on Animorphs from like book two. Like, Same. Oh, book one for me. It. Uh, I don't think I got in like as book one was coming out or whatever. Mm. Um, but I read that up through maybe like 30 or so. I couldn't tell you when I stopped, but I Freaking love those. I mm-hmm. kind of want to just read them all someday. I mean, you got to where Axe came, right? Yeah. yeah. And well, after that. Um, you got to, did you get to Jake liberating his brother from control? <gasps> Ooh, I don't remember. Okay. That might be before Axe showed up. I don't remember. Um, I know they revealed Marco's mom was like the head, but that was early yes, on. I, that was like in like teens, I think. Where, did you ever read the, like the big, big ones? The supersized, yeah. yeah. I read the first two. They went back to I... dinosaur times and got to morph into dinosaurs? I don't think that was in the first two. Okay, I read that. Okay, you I might just, have read a little later than I did. I don't even. remember. Okay. What piece of entertainment do you wish you could erase from your mind so that you could experience for the first time again? Shit. So if I could erase all of the context about it, like, I don't know a single damn thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it might be Star Trek. That would really hurt my podcasting career. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I, I might just not like Star Trek if I watch it now is the problem. Really? I just don't, I think I would be bothered by the politics of early Star Trek more than I was as a kid watching it. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, um, even as I'm watching it now, I have some problems, yes. but it's not like a... Yeah, no, no, I know. But you also have, like, me being enthusiastic about it at you, right? And like, I just like it. Like, I'm enjoying it. I would have it. given up on Buffy if I didn't have you being enthusiastic at me, you know? That's understandable. Um, if I could erase all cultural memory and just watch it, like, for the first time, like, it, it was new, I would watch Twin Peaks, probably. Really? Like, never know the references, not know a single thing about it, just watch it. I didn't realize you'd been exposed to that many Twin Peaks references. Like, what if you what if you didn't know about the Black Lodge and you watched Twin Peaks? Wouldn't that be the fucking wildest thing in the world? I mean, I didn't know the specifics. Okay. I just knew of it. You didn't know, you didn't know about damn good coffee? None of it. It's all blank. Like, it just erased from your mind. I'm lucky because when... I think I got in before. Okay. The All that stuff was yeah. kind of kitsch already by the time I watched yeah. the Yeah. Which I enjoyed. Uh, like, I had this exact experience and it was beautiful with The Prisoner. I don't need to erase that. I watched it. Oh, I didn't know what was I was fun. getting into. Yeah. And it's like my favorite show ever. Um, that is a good one. The Prisoner is a good one. That's a 1960s show, kids, about yeah. a man who. He's a he's a he's a spy yes. for the British government, and right? And he, reti- he goes to retire, and he sends his resignation, and then he comes home and is gassed and wakes up on a mysterious island. And every episode is him trying to get off of this island, and it's totally it's like almost like Lost, where like you just new shit just pops up but, on this island. But if Lost was like a surrealist like 
comedy of manners horror thing. Yes. <laughs> there is a very good Simpsons episode that is a straight up prisoner parody that I saw. That was the only reference to the prisoner I had mm-hmm. growing up where Homer gets sent to the island and then the bubble chases him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he meets a British man who's making a boat out of tissue and scabs to try to get off the island. And that's like the one line I remember from this episode. What uh, <laughs> what What's your thing that you would forget? Oh, there's so many. Um, it was a really fun experience watching, um, I guess my thing is, like, I really liked watching shows while everybody else was watching them, like, while they were on. Yeah, I don't ever do that, so. So, like, I watched The Sopranos with the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun, and it would be fun to just have that again. Mm -hmm. Like, I miss being able to, like, you can still do this now, but I don't want to do it. Where, like, you go to message boards and, like, dissect everything. Yeah. And you kind of do that on Twitter now. I mean, I, I talk about I talk about episodes of Discoveries that come out for an hour yeah. every week when they come out. And so. that's fun. But, like, I would love to go back and do that with The Sopranos. Because mm. there's just so much going on on that show. Okay. Call me a cliche. Some of these questions are stupid. Well, tell me a stupid one. Where would you rather be from? But they don't give you choices. So what the heck does that mean? What would you rather be from? The fucking moon. I'd rather be from money. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer, too. <laughs> Atlantis, the moon, I don't know. Like the like a Kronos. lost dinosaur place in right. the middle of Antarctica. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I could say Chicago, but who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> what are you absolutely determined to do? Uh, go to bed tonight. <laughs> Me too. I'm gonna have an ice cream sandwich after this. Mm. What website do you visit most often? Not counting social media. Oh, not counting uh, YouTube. Yeah, I guess that's an answer. <laughs> it's kind of boring, right? Yeah, it's kind of boring. <laughs> but like, it's my—it's the right answer for like. What's one that's not like a conglomerate? Or not like a, like a big internet thing that everybody goes to that you. Visit I read a lot. Kotaku a lot. I probably load up Kotaku more than anything else in the world right now. Tell people that what isn't, Kotaku is. It's it's the guide to games, gamers guide. I think that's <laughs> what their branding is. Look, I have friends who work at Kotaku, so I need to be nice. Kotaku's great. It's a long running video game blog. It used to be part of the Gawker Network. I guess still technically it is, but they're owned by Univision or some bullshit right now. Um, the uh, Spanish Channel. Yeah, it's a whole. Because of the Peter Thiel thing closing Gawker, Univision bought up all the remaining sites that were in Gawker, and now they're like they're in like a weird financial mess because Univision's badly run or whatever. Yes, huh? Yeah, uh, well, it's a whole to do. Sabado Gigante. Um, I don't Gigante. know. Gigante. I don't know what that is. Anyway, Sabado Gigante was oh. a variety show okay. on Univision. Okay. Anyway. Um, Kotaku's been around for donkey's years. It's a great website. A lot of people I like, uh, Heather Alexander and Gita Jackson right there. Um, they have staff positions. Go read their work. It's great. Uh, what would you, what is the thing you visit the most? Fucking r slash relationships, right? <laughs> You're Probably. there for like three hours a night. Oh my God. I love, my new one right now is Just No Mother-in-Law, uh, which is a subreddit full of people talking about their horrible mother-in-laws. You told me about one that murdered a child. Yeah, that one wasn't good. It wasn't fun. It was No, that is not fun. That child was dead. No, none of these are fun because usually they're like awful. Like nothing is ever as bad as child murder, but that was an extreme (laughs) case where like Tell that to Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) 
essentially what happened was this woman's mother-in-law ignored the fact that her granddaughter was allergic to coconut oil and put it in her hair and the poor kid died. Sorry to bum you all out. But usually the stories... She's in jail now. She's in jail now. Usually... She's not. Oh, really? Yeah, because... um, I forget why, but she's not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's horrible. But the mother doesn't talk to the mother anymore. Yeah, I would think not. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Just No Mother-in-Law stories are usually like, my husband's mom is in love with him and tries to compete with me as his wife. Like, a lot of that. Okay. Like, if your mom was like... Like, trying to be jealous talking about her boyfriend. Like, she's always bringing up her boyfriend. You just turned me into Dracula. Um, who's a celebrity that's probably secretly a Dracula? Probably secretly a Dracula. Who isn't Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, he's not a Dracula. He's probably something far worse than that. <laughs> What's worse than a Dracula? So, I don't want to say lizard person because, like, that's anti-Semitic. But if there were actual lizard people from space wearing human skin, he would be one of them. Wait, he- who? You said that so fast. What? Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, go on. Yeah, no, him. He just, he looks like a snake. I hate it. It's so gross. Like, I know everyone has the hots for him in Hannibal. He's too gross. I he's don't get it. He's not hot to me. Yeah, he's like, he's threatening on like a primal level. I can't. I can't. Um, uh, so who's probably, what was the, what was the question of Dracula? Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. That would be my answer. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe played a Dracula. Yeah, that's why he's Dracula. Yeah. He's trying to throw us off. Yeah. Do you have anyone, do you have a lady who might be a Dracula? Kate Blanchett, probably a Dracula. Oh my god. Yeah. Or Tilda. Yeah. Yeah. Those British ladies are all Draculas. Yeah. That was a that was an okay question. I I made that one up. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't from the website. Wow, okay. That was like that was kinda cool for the website. It <laughs> no. seems like these are like the most white bread things on earth. That came from the brain of a black woman. Pick me a bad one. Okay. Um What? No. Who inspires you to be better? Uh, Midoriya from My Hero Academia. <laughs> Good answer, I guess. It's currently, who's inspiring me to be better? That's nice. It's true. Who inspires you to be better? You. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like that's a lot to live up to. I don't <laughs> think I'm that great. Moving on. Okay. Um, well, it's nice. Thank you so much. Who fictionally inspires you to be better? Mm. Hmm. I don't have an answer as an adult. Oh. But when I was younger, I was like Rory Gilmore. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm an adult, Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch Gilmore Girls as a kid, so I watched it in like a couple years ago, and I love Lorelai. Rory's okay, but she's kind of a wet blanket. Lorelai. Oh, I just loved how she read all the time, and hmm. she was just really smart. I was. I was a Paris. I kind of would have hated a Rory Gilmore. <laughs> They say that everyone has a book in them. What would your book be about? I've written like five books. Like, it's been a long time. What was your book about? Some bullshit. Just fiction that you read in your early 20s. (laughs) (laughs) All right, way to go. I had a fantasy book. I had like a techno thriller. I had like just a a fictional ass fiction book. Uh, I was working on a space one. Um, I don't know. I I wrote books. It was dumb. What was your book? What would your book be about? Um, my book would be about my life. Fiction. Fiction? 
It would be about a beautiful woman named Destiny Sternhold <laughs> who had lots of money and everyone loved her. Well, most of that's true. You don't have money. <laughs> no one loves you. People love you. Everyone loves Destiny. If you love Destiny, write in podcast at roadmapping.com. These questions are like the worst questions in the world. Please find I'm a good one. I'm trying to find a good one. Um, there has to be a good question. Hold on, I have to ask this one because I hate it. What is something that your friends would consider so you? Um, like, like aesthetically, or just a thing you do? They're like, oh, that's M. Whatever pops into your head. Um, saying a thing that is true, but in a way that makes everyone feel bad. <laughs> just being mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You're working on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's your answer? It got too real. And I thought me saying that you inspired me was too real. Um, hmm. Something like spooky. My friends are always like, she's on that spooky shit. I don't really feel like you're in that much into the spook. I'm just saying what they tell me. Okay. Hmm. You like horror, but I wouldn't call it... You're not, like, out here reading ghost stories like you read relationship advice. I'm reading the true crime, though, like I am. That's true. I'm trying to find that missing person. You you said you don't like missing persons. I got into them. Okay. Just over the last, like, week and a half. Okay. I kind of got into them. That's and weird. I, I don't... It's weird, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, what would be some of the most annoying things about having yourself as a roommate? I'd murder myself. But, like, why? Because... Because they're a, a monster. Because I know what they're capable of. This is <laughs> chilling. You're the scariest person. I'm going to move out. This is my last episode. Um, I leave a lot of clutter. You are a bit of a mess. Yeah, I'm a bit of a clutter bug. Not like food, not like dirty clothes. Just more like books and bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I'm really bad at putting things back. Yeah. Don't live with me. You, you know, you do okay. You're getting better. I feel like that McDonald's thing's been there for like three oh, days. they're looking around. Don't <laughs> do this to me on the air. Do this OTM. Off the mic. Oh, okay. There's off no the off mic. the record when you run a podcast network. It's all when, content. When you do with your romantic it's all, partner. It's all content when for the content When you do with farm. your romantic partner. No, it's fine. People love this content. This is quality they content. hate it. If you hate this, write it. <laughs> podcast at neuromapping.com. <laughs> We're like we're like at hour seventeen of the pledge drive. <laughs> uh, what do you like most about your family? Oh, pass. You can't. No, most it's of content. them are dead. Most it's of them content. are dead. You have family. You I have at least two live family members. Yeah, but the rest of them are dead. What do you like about the family that's alive? I don't. My I favorite family member is dead too. But like, I literally you still can't answer, answer this. I don't. I don't have anything. Come on. No, I don't. Really? I don't have a single really positive thing to say, no. This is so negative. I know. I sorry. don't like it at you all. You the wrong question to ask You me. could have said anything. You could have just lied. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. Well, I'll tell you what I like about your family. Okay. They, <laughs> they don't hold a grudge. Oh, um, I guess that's true. <laughs> Wow. That's a nice thing you can wow. say, though. Wow. <laughs> they're very loving. No, they're not. Yes. No. To me. 
Yeah, they like you. I feel like your family's way more demonstrative about their affections than my family is. Okay. I'm sorry that you feel that way about your family. It's fine. What I like about my family is... Yeah, you're going to have a laundry list. Um, I like that we're a big family. Mm-hmm. I like that we're a loud family. Mm-hmm. I like that, uh, like, if I need something, like, people are always kind of willing to jump in. Like, if I need my hair done or, like, someone to take me grocery shopping, like, I can find someone to do that because the family's so big. Granted, it's not always true, but in theory, having a big family kind of affords that. I think it's funny that I'm normally optimistic about pretty much everything, and you're kind of a pessimist about life. But when it comes to this family stuff, we are the exact opposite, and this is the one thing where this is true. My family's not perfect. I'm just trying to find what I like about them. Like, that's the question. What do you Mm. like about your family? Okay. It's not... what. But I feel like you generally feel this way. You're very positive towards your family and very negative towards my family. But I feel like generally I try to be a positive person. And I'm not going to say you're like a negative person. Mm. But you can be discouraged by life. Oh, I'm a total depressive. Yes, I don't want to be. <laughs> I'm on a lot of pills. <laughs> hmm. Wait, what was that? You have to read it now. <laughs> I don't like these kinds of questions. Okay. But what could you do with $2 million to impact the most amount of people? I mean, you can just give everybody a dollar. <laughs> it's literally the, the most amount of people, right? I agree. I don't like these kinds of questions because they sound like logic questions yes. instead of, like, altruistic questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What fact are you resigned to? That we all die someday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what would a mirror opposite of yourself be like? That's a Star Trek question, kind of. So, but mirror universe are not like the exact opposite of those people. True. Like, do you want my mirror universe self or do you want the mirror image of me? I kind of want to know both. Hmm. Um, mirror universe me would probably just be the murderer. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's true, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, when you think about Star Trek, mm-hmm. like, I'd basically be Mira Kira Narese. I guess so. Kind yeah. of flirty yeah. and manipulative. Yeah, really, like, aggressive. Yeah. But in, like, a really scary way. What about your opposite? My opposite would be probably a lot like you. Wow. Wow. I mean that in a good way. Okay. Yeah. Someone, like, extroverted and, like, funny who, like, puts other people before themselves and is very, like, performative about, like, interaction. Okay. Like, you you have, like, a public self that I've always... Like, I don't have that at all in the same way. You gotta cultivate a public self. You're more public than me. Mm, On the internet, it's easier. But in person, I don't have that. Mm. My opposite would be very shy and quiet and, uh... Would probably get more done. <laughs> it's just you. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Told oh. you. Em's like pointing to himself. I'm like, no, no. And then the more I talk, I'm like, uh, Yeah. We are, we are we are a couple of opposites. That's uh, the whole thing. That's why we're together. <laughs> no, never once did I go, ooh, my opposite. Let me fuck that. No, <laughs> but I think the reason that we work is because we're very different people. I suppose. Like, we like a lot of the same things. We think about things the same way. And often, but, like, as people, I feel like we come from, like, the opposite direction. I'll agree. 
I've always felt that way anyway. What's your mirror self? You got oh, out of that. Oh, what makes me evil? I don't know. I think uh, mirror universe me would be super into like public shaming. You'd be super passive aggressive. And, and like, catty. yeah, yeah, just yeah. real catty. Yeah, because I could never actually be catty. Like, I can be mean in the right circumstances, but I usually don't opt for catty. I don't think I've ever seen you be, like, mean. I've seen you angry. Yeah, I don't really do mean. Yeah, you're I, a very I, nice I person. take a lot out of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm mad at somebody else, I'm more likely to go, somehow this is my fault. Yes. <laughs> so that's why. Give me, like, two more. All right. Jesus, some of these are awful. What's the one that's awful? This one won't <laughs> count. But. Uh... If you could make a 20-second phone call to yourself at any point in your life, present or future, when would you call and what would you say? I would call myself in my uh, freshman or sophomore year of high school and say, don't go to college for literature. <laughs> Pick a vocation. Straight up. I like that because I, I could say the same thing. I was also a literature major, but I loved college. I hated college. Um... Um, hmm. I would call myself a year from now, and I'd say, don't live with the murderer. <laughs> Not a murderer. My mirror self is the murderer. I'm fine. I will never murder anyone. Sounds like a murderer to me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I would probably call myself in my 20s and I'd go, it's okay to make decisions. That's good advice. Thank you. It's advice you could still probably use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What do you regret not doing or starting when you were younger? Going to college for something other than literature. <laughs> I wish I learned how to cook a lot earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. I just wish I was, like, taught how to, like, save money. Yeah, no, that too. Yeah. That too. Oh, here's a good question. In your group of friends, what role do you play? Oh. I'm, like, the therapist. I'm always giving advice and insight and i'm not saying that to like suck my own cock like i really am Jesus just Christ. like what <laughs> he didn't like my crude wording no <laughs> um i would probably like i'm either like the person you go to like commiserate to because i'll i'll just like take your side and be mean at whoever you're commiserating about <laughs> um or probably the person when you really need like something to get shit done like if you need to be enabled or like scolded or something because uh, I'm the person who's, like, responsible to a fault about pretty much everything. One more. One more. Pick a good one. The, like, last chunk of questions is supposed to be the most revealing. Okay, sure. So do you want one of those? Yeah. What are you afraid people see when they look at you? That's a stupid question. Next question. What are you afraid of? You won't even answer it. It's so scary. <laughs> God. I don't, I don't know. Don't you have, like, an insecurity? Like, I have all you? sorts of insecurities. But... Like, what are you afraid people think about you? Uh, then I'm a joke. Oh. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Um, hmm. That I am 
Oh, I feel like this could spiral real quickly. Um, I am afraid that people see me and they're like, she can't do anything. Okay. Pick a better one. Pick a little happier one than that. <laughs> In the revealing section, though. Oh, okay. Hmm. What keeps you up at night? Uh, the sense that I could probably get more done. Heartburn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 32. You, I mean, you don't have heartburn. You have acid reflux. You need to go see a doctor. I know. I've been talking about it all day. Yeah. So I guess that's it. We're done. We ran long, I'm sure, now because we answered all these dumb questions. I'm sorry if this was intolerable. But if you I loved it, it, if you loved it, write in. We could probably do more of this. We'll pick a better site than... <laughs> Conversation Starters World. Yeah. I can't believe it's a website. I mostly clicked it for the name. I want to know the sad sack who like went on a date with this list memorized and fucking <laughs> brought, brought these out every five Same. minutes. Some people need icebreakers. Yeah, but good icebreakers. You know what my trick always was? The gum icebreakers. Mine was... <laughs> yes, gum. And uh, I would just like read a bunch of interesting articles and then just talk about the articles. That is not how you hooked me. No, but I wasn't on a date. Like, we never went on dates. That's true. We did not go on dates. But, like, my date trick was like, so I read this thing in National Geographic. I don't think I've ever been on an actual date with a single person in my entire life. I've been on, like, three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super I fall into relationships on accident. That's the only way. (laughs) That's my relationship advice. It's just... It's just, you'll, you'll fall into one. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good advice at all, <laughs> it'll just, actually. It'll just happen. It might not be great, but it'll happen. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> We're great. I didn't say anything about this relationship. Yeah, but you made it sound like that. It kind of just happened, though. It did just happen. It wasn't, like, planned. No. Nobody set us up. No. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure all of our friends thought it was a terrible idea. Oh. Oh, my God. Some of them are still waiting for me to break up with you. Who? I'm not saying it on the mic. Okay, that's fine. All right, <laughs> we're done. Write in if you thought this was <laughs> I need to know now. Um, write in if you thought this was fun. Write in if you thought this was terrible. Extreme opinions only, please. You can find us, of course, at your faves never FYI. We are a Patreon-supported show. You can go to patreon.com slash normalmapping. Give us a couple dollars. You'll get a Gundam podcast, a bunch of things. We're about to revamp the Patreon. That probably won't be live by the time this goes up, but it's coming soon. Um... And there will be another goofy podcast coming from me and Jackson. Kind of like this, but me and Jackson. It'll be a weird time. It'll be a weird time. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being Destiny. At FridgeBuzzNow on Twitter.com and at Occult.Camp. On Mastodon. Yes. Yes. I guess if you don't know what that means, you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, like. Nobody's on Mastodon. I don't use it that often. I like it a lot. It's kind of like. If I had a private Twitter, that's the kind of stuff I tweet over, toot over there. Mm. You don't tweet on Mastodon, you toot. Yes. I don't know what's on your Mastodon. You could be talking shit about me every day. Every day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so to hear the real shit about M, follow yep. me on Mastodon. Yep. Uh, you can't follow my private Twitter. It's not available. I mean, it's totally, if you look for it, you can find it, but I'll just tell you no. Uh, <laughs> unless I like you. Um so that's it. We'll be back next week uh, unless we break up or Destiny's been murdered. If either of those things happen, there won't be another podcast. It's been nice. <laughs> it's been nice. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. 